Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You need to know exactly where your food's coming from. That's the, the clientele that write the menu every week. Keeping your eyes open and your ear to the ground, essentially, and listening to what people are growing. The integrity, that, that provenance, that ability to not just know where something came from, but to really know the, the ins and outs of how it was raised is really important. G'day and welcome to another Capital Cookbook 3 podcast. This is the Quicksand Food Connection and I am Stefan Postuma. Today I speak with Adam Bantock from Clementine Restaurant in Yass. Adam's run a number of kitchens of distinguished Canberra restaurants in the past and recently has gone back to Yass where he lives to open his own place. He's doing some great things out at Clementine and I really enjoyed talking to him. So I hope you also enjoy this conversation with Adam Bantock from Clementine Restaurant in Yass. I guess just to start, like, do you want to just tell us a bit about, you know, like you were working in Canberra, Dieci, A Baker, Temperata, yeah. and traveling into Canberra and obviously like the lifestyle choice is one of the first things, sort of motivations to open up Clementine? Uh, absolutely. It was, um, we made the choice three or four years ago that we were, well, that I definitely didn't want to travel to Canberra anymore, um, especially with the hours that I do. Um, it was starting to get a bit dangerous on the on the highway and we started looking about two and a half years ago for, for a space in Yass because we saw I think we saw a need for it we saw the demographic slowly changing from uh, I suppose an older farming type community into into a satellite suburb of Canberra to be honest and I think that's where we'll be in 40 or 50 years mm. so we saw the demographic there and, and we also saw a space for a, a restaurant that was going to be a little more elegant, I suppose, than, what, than what's around. So mm. we started looking and, and we ended up here. Mm. And I think from working with you in the past, like I kind of get an idea of the sort of food that you like and that you like to yeah. cook. And I think that the the type of food that you like cooking really sits well within, you know, a place place like this. Yeah, you know, I, I think so. Yaks. Look, you know, I'm not reinventing the wheel out here. I'm just, I'm just putting together old classic combinations old European style food that's mm. what I like cooking it's what I'm trading in um, I think it suits well for you know country regional areas because they're generally larger portions they're good marriage of flavours and, and I think people enjoy the generosity of it and and something different you know that's mm. not, not really steak and schnitzel so mm. yeah, so how, how would you describe like if you were to describe the food then uh, just describe it as you know, classic European bistro fare. Yeah, really. 
um, the plan is that everyone comes in there they leave well fed you know no one leaves hungry um, you know we, we I make sourdough every morning uh, we give that away I'm big it's a big bugbear of mine is charging people for bread I think you know <laughs> old traditional Europeans would never never sit right with them you know bread's a staple of the table and and there should be plenty of it yeah you know and you shouldn't have to fork out for it so um, that that's kind of my theory I, I want people to enjoy the food and uh, make sure that all the bowls are well filled and everyone everyone lives leaves nice and full yeah and obviously working with the seasons too is like something that's important to that yeah absolutely I mean we shut down three days a week so um, I'm ordering every Sunday and Monday uh, and then we start again every every Wednesday um, so it's really what's at the markets what's around uh, the menu changes every single week mm-hmm. um, so it's really we, we prep all day Wednesday Thursday and Friday hopefully it's all gone by Sunday <laughs> start again yeah um, yeah so I guess that means that like your menus are pretty flexible and stuff like that you kind of just yep. do you write them on a weekly sort of thing or yeah they kind of get written on a Sunday or a Monday depending on on when I've spoken to my purveyors like the guy at the fish market in Sydney um, what my meat supplier Adam Wagga what he's got going what he wants to prep for me what what he's trying trying to sell um, it's always always good he brings good produce to the door um, and the menu kind of evolves from that um, it's a standard menu there's always homemade pastas there's always two to three seafood dishes there's always a reasonable size protein main course mm-hmm. so it, the menu's flexible but it's structurally the same every mm. week yeah, and it's but it's a relatively small menu as well. It's right? small. The the whole trade off with having a small menu is that you can change it every week. Otherwise, you've got to have a, an enormous two three page menu that you never change. And I think that's that's not good for regular clientele. I think yeah. they get bored of it. It's hard to manage such such a large amount of produce, especially when you're only trading four days a week. Yeah. So and it doesn't make sense. Is that is that something like from the feedback you've had from locals? Is that something that's appreciated by oh, locals? Is it, is it like yeah. I think that's important. That'd be important for me if I want to go eat at a place regularly. You want to be able to like at least have some specials or something like that that are going to change every time. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's there's been a few dishes like the bouillabaisse that comes and goes regularly because people enjoy it and they always ask for it and people even people ring up and say I want to make a booking next week but I'm only booking if the bouillabaisse is on so I say alright I'll put it on for you and, and there it is like the menu starts starts there and then yeah. but they do they, they enjoy it coming in every every week or every fortnight we, we get a, a hell of a lot of regulars yeah and they're, and they're very regular not, mm. not twice a year regulars they're you know every three or four weeks that's it so. and as we talked about at the start like Yas doesn't have a place where people can get a food that's sort of you know, a notch above a notch above what's been here traditionally, you know, like you can go to Poacher's Pantry or yeah, I or think one I, of the other places around here, but there seem to be sort of more special occasion places, not your weekly sort of... That's right. You know. And we're getting a lot of comments from customers saying, you know, thanks for opening up because, you know, we don't have to go into Canberra anymore for a special occasion yeah. or, or somewhere where they just want to sit and have a bit of intimacy, so... Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And it's good. So Thursday to Sunday dinners and then brunch on the weekends? We did Thursday, Friday, Saturday night 
for dinner and Friday, Saturday and Sunday for brunch. Yeah, okay. So and so the brunch menu is different, like a fair bit different. Yeah, the brunch menu is different. It's a lot more casual. It's a lot cheaper. Um, yeah. We just do $15 entrees and $25 main courses. So it's cheaper. It's, uh, you know, a bit quicker, a bit quicker, a bit, bit more simple mm. um, and a bit more casual. Do you find, like, so for me, if I think about dining, like living in Canberra, if I think about dining out in Yass, and I think, you know, traditionally going to a, a rural place, for, I think about having a long lunch with like a, a full menu and stuff. And I guess using using a brunch menu, is it, that sort of seems like it's catering towards the locals once again. And, and yep. yeah, like it was that sort of something that you thought about, like the people that might want to travel for, for a long lunch rather than... Well, I mean, the the point of it is that we can we open at ten thirty, so there's good late breakfast options. Yeah. Okay. But the, there's also like just a standard lunch option as right. well. So with four entrees and four mains, it's it's either or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nice. And there's a set of dishes on there which are specifically targeted towards breakfast. So mm-hmm. it's it is targeted towards the locals because um, first and foremost they're our bread and butter, mm-hmm. uh, but also for day trippers from Canberra or the surrounds so. yeah beautiful and um out here like you're basically in the middle of awesome wine country as well so yeah your wine list is wine list is 100% local um there's nothing nothing from overseas there's nothing even from Victoria there's nothing even from the Hunter it's everything's within 200 k's of here yeah. um and that's the way I like it I think you know the wine around here is unbelievably good so why why let you know a local supplier or winemaker suffer so that I can have something from Barossa or Yarra or Margaret River on the menu which which would also be delicious but uh, it's an opportunity for the local guys to to show off their wares here as well mm. so. and you can have a good relationship like as you said to me before like people yeah know, winemakers will drop their drop drop cases off straight to the door absolutely awesome. it's, you can talk to them. it's you know it's a community-minded wine list i mean that's what it's about it's about yeah. it's about getting the the local guys it's only a small list that, that they can come in with their new vintages um and we chop and change all the time you know their wines stay on for a little bit and then you know, we might try someone else's wine of the same varietal, but everyone gets a go. No one, no one gets, <laughs> no one gets left out. So, how many? Th- th- at the end of the day, it's the customers that that write the list for me. Like they, they'll tell us what wines they enjoyed and what they didn't enjoy, and, and the wine list evolves from that. Mm. Yeah, and and then it changes from you know year to year, and yeah, that's there's so right. much to choose from out here. It's such oh, a big pool, like. Yeah, I mean, we're drawing all the way from Orange, Young and Cowra. Yeah, okay. Um, so we get the Hilltops region, um, the Southern Highlands region, and then down, obviously down through Capital Country, there's more than enough. Yeah. You know, it's, you're talking 80, 90 wineries yeah, to choose amazing, from. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, and with all their varietals, it's, it's great. It's not hard to write the list. Yeah. And I think that that's a really cool thing. Like, I think, you know... Wine, Australian wine in general is great, and you know there's some, you can use some fantastic international ones. But what we have around here in Canberra is yeah, look fantastic, and making making that a rule sort of thing, making that you know an, an exclusively local wine list means that you might see wines on the menu on, on the list here that don't make it to the list of other other restaurants in and around Canberra that use some local wines. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And my theory about it too is 
you know, a lot of these guys are making delicious wine and they're, you know, anywhere between 15 and $25 and a, a bottle and they're good stock standard bottles. Whereas I, I, for me, can't really justify having the same quality wine from France or Italy or Spain, you know, be it a $20 bottle. By the time it gets to the table, it's 80 to $90. Yeah. But essentially, it's still a $20 bottle. Yeah. It's exactly the same as what's being produced around here. So for me, I don't see the point. Yeah. Like, yeah. why not just have an equally good wine and support the local community at the same time? Mm. So. Awesome. Mm. Um, talk quickly about a couple of the dishes. Um, yeah. One of them sitting in front of us, the duck and radicchio. Do you want to just tell us a bit about the Yeah, so the that, that's just a pan-roasted duck breast. Um, and also just a kind of classic Italian combinations, uh, braised grapes, um, vincotto, which is, you know, a boiled reduction of red wine, uh, toasted walnuts and, and radicchio, braised radicchio, which is kind of bitter. When we braise it, we add a little sugar, a little sherry vinegar, just to give it a sweet and sour finish, which, mm-hmm. is, which is good with duck. So. Mm. Do you cure your duck before you cook it? Uh, very lightly. Lightly. lightly yeah a few a few herbs some juniper salt pepper so it's just basically for like a bit of a flavor addition rather yeah. than a sort of a yeah absolutely just yeah. to give it a, a few spiced notes yeah nice um and the dessert the test is working on over there uh, that's yeah the walnut and honey tart that comes and goes off the menu quite regularly it's pretty popular yeah it's um yeah baked baked short pastry walnut honey lots of egg um and that's served kind of room temperature honeycomb Vanilla panna cotta and roasted pear. It's good for autumn. Yeah, good for this time good, of year. Good this time of year. So. Warming, nice poached pear. That's right. Yeah. And then some of the other ones, like as you said, um, you know, you've always got a fair few seafood dishes on the menu. What, what, like, what's the reasoning behind that? You just, I know you love seafood. So. Well, <laughs> we're obviously, you know, it's three hundred k's from this from the coast here, but the accessibility to good seafoods is good. You know, I mm. can I can make a phone call now and have fish delivered tonight that I can pick up tomorrow morning and that's you know it's not as fresh as straight out out of the water but it's pretty good considering mm. our, our location so I, I figure you know I've got access to it why not why not use it um, I suppose the other thing too is a lot of people get a bit lazy and and use a lot of frozen you know pre prefabricated seafood products um, and I, I just doesn't that doesn't agree with me. We've got good access to good seafood, so mm. so why not just just get it and and serve it? Yeah, I think one of the one of the funny things is that people some people don't think about is that so much seafood. Like even if you're on the south coast, you might have a relationship with local fishermen where you mm. can get fish straight off the boat. But regardless of that, even if you're in a place like Batemans Bay, I'm sure that there's some restaurants there who get their seafood in the same amount of time that you'd get yours because yeah, it yeah. all comes through the same market supply. Like. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's no, you're exactly right. Yeah. Unless you do have a relationship with a local fisherman or a little fleet, Yeah, uh, you're all ordering. Well, you're not even allowed to do that, Distributor really, or... I, I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, yeah but... But, yeah, yeah like... So, yeah, I, I completely agree with you and I bloody love you know good seafood and there's a good mix there so the bouillabaisse do you want to talk about the bouillabaises yeah so that's uh, obviously a classic uh, classic French fish uh, fish soup um, I do a kind of Provencal style one which is you know heavy on fennel and tomato and saffron um, and I always try and put four or five or even six types of fish in mm. so 
this week we've got some kingfish, um, prawns, cuttlefish, pippies, uh, whatever's around at the time, yep. whatever's fresh. Um, and the fish stews cooked down with lots of, usually a, a rock fish, like a scorpion fish or something like mm. that, cooked down with all the vegetables, tomatoes, uh, passed through a sieve, um, and then the rest of the seafood's heated up in the soup mm-hmm. and served. Mm. So. I think I've talked to you about in the past things like scorpion fish and making things like stews allows you to use sort of these fish that aren't generally featured in dishes. Uh, Yeah, that's right. And it it does end up getting blended through the soup, but it lends a delicious flavor. And Mm. because of its, because it's not notorious, it's generally a bit cheaper. Well, well. exactly. It it makes for a great stock fish. Mm. Mm. And there's like, I mean, things like blue mackerel. They call it blue mackerel, but it's slimy mackerel. It's slimy, yeah. And, it's beautiful. Like yeah, you see it on the menu at Key in some of Australia's best restaurants, mate. Oh, we would catch sixty slimy mackerel in half an hour yeah. down the coast when I was ten years old, and they'd all go back in the water. Yeah, unless we were live something like that. Something amazes else. me coming from a, a barbecuing loving country that one of the best pieces of fish to throw on a barbecue is slimy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it hasn't really cottoned on. Yeah, um, it's funny because it's I think busy. The, yeah, there Grilling was lamb chops. Yeah, exactly. But there was something like, I mean, I don't know whether it's through media or whatever, but there was something about people going to, there was a massive boom in things like lamb shoulder mm-hmm. and, and, and shanks and secondary cuts and people just learn how to cook it to make yeah. it taste beautiful. And I think that on the seafood side of things, people are starting to cotton on to what's sort of out there as this, I don't know, you'd call it a secondary type of fish or whatever, but it's not. Like it's cheap and Fantastic, yeah, they're generally bycatch or, yeah. you know, or school or bait fish. Um, it doesn't mean they're any less delicious. Mm. Um, the price is always good, so yeah. they, they always end up on my menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. great to have things like bouillabaisse that you can you can yeah. that you can adapt, like you can change to what's available for. Absolutely. Yeah, um, and the strozza. That's a classic Bantock. Strozza pretty. Yeah, so that's um, roughly translating in Italian as strangle the priest so it's little hand rolled pasta that you roll in the palms of your hands so they they kind of tape it at the ends um, it's a nice pasta it's toothy it's, it's yeah. kind of something you know Nonna might make because it's it's you know it's not your standard soft kind of yeah that's long what I love about it. I, yeah. I like it it takes on sauce very well so what's in the dough uh, the dough is flour eggs and ricotta yeah so it's a bit of it's, ricotta yeah a lot of ricotta a lot of ricotta. Yeah. Yeah. And what so, does that do for it then? Uh, just it just gives it gives gives it a bit of fat and a bit of moisture and, and allows it to kind of expand a little mm. um, on cooking. So yeah. Yeah, it's got a nice like. And it's a it's a can, mild cheese, so it's not it's not offensive. So mm. you can serve it with with fish or seafood or oily fish or anything because mm. it's not it's not an aged cheese. So it won't it won't lend too much yeah. flavour or overpower anything. Yeah, it's not, and it's, it's got that nice like w- when you heat it up, like you say with the fat, it, it takes on that sheen and, and sort of puffs up nicely, and yep. and also adheres to the sauce that's around it nicely for a yeah for, for a shape that it is. Yeah, we we make we make a lot of different shapes with that. We make cavatelli or yep. hand roll gnocchi as well mm-hmm. um, with that same dough um, for that for that exact same reason. Yeah, and it's great. It's good for meat braises, seafood, light dishes. Uh, works well with crab. Also works well. Yeah. With, you know, heavier meats. Like so that. on that dish, you're speaking of the crab, on the dish, you had crab mussels. 
spanner crab uh, mussels, um, a little mussel stock, uh, a bit of chili, and some lemon verbena, mm-hmm. mm, which is Just good, classic good at the moment. Good at the moment. The, the verbena. Yeah. 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 It's great. I was going to ask you as well, like chefs like try to push themselves a lot and they sort of look outside their own restaurant for inspiration for how to, do, to do things to yeah. do new things or be innovative or yeah. you know stay relevant with what's currently on trend and stuff like is that is, is, do you still have that sort of hankering or are you kind of happy where you are out here uh, doing the food that you love to cook no I'm, I'm not I'm not jealous of it at all I think you know it's extremely competitive especially in the you know the highly urbanized cities um you know sydney and melbourne because you know it's a cutthroat kind of world it's it's a tough industry yeah so people are looking for the next the next thing the next fad uh the next phase um but you know i don't know if regional australia needs that i think it needs just a little bit more humility i suppose Mm -hmm. uh where you know because people are, are not living in urban environments and aren't spoiled by choice, mm-hmm. basically. So, yeah. so for me, I, I find it quite interesting watching the fads and you know the the explosion in TV cookery, but it's not something I get involved in. Mm. You know, I, I only do kind of classic combinations. There's no there's no tricks. There's no amazing ceramic plates. It's all about it's all about the the content for me. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. And I think that sort of like we talked about before, it's in the in the country out here and you want to have a good base of regulars, um, you sort of let your clientele and your position dictate, you know, where your menu goes and Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's the, the clientele that, that write the menu every week. We we know from speaking to them what they like and what they don't like and you can tell if if you do try something a little left field or, or a little bit out there and it doesn't sell, then you kind of you know not to do it again or or maybe don't make it so differing from what's normal mm. um, so the, I mean at the end of the day the, the customers determine what what they get fed yeah and have you got since you opened you know do you get a bit of feedback from people who have travelled out from Canberra yeah absolutely yeah we get a lot of people coming up for the weekend and you know friends of friends are, you know the Chinese whispers people come out here we haven't done a lot of advertising mm. in Canberra yet um, but we're still getting people coming out for a, a day trip, a Sunday, a Saturday brunch. Yeah, nice. coming up on the weekends. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're they're always giving feedback. Yeah, cool. Which is good. And I think that um, the way you've the way you've set up the dining room and 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 the outside as well is awesome because it's adaptable to the season really well. Like yep. I feel like in the dining room it feels really homely. Yep. At night, like you know, in June when you've got the fire crackling and yeah. stuff, you feel really comfortable. Yeah, and absolutely. then you can bring it, it the other way for summer. Absolutely, you can get it nice and warm in in winter, and you know, serve lots of good hearty food. And then in the summer, we can, you know, spread the deck out and and get seating out on the lawn. You know, families here with their kids. So we're trying to trying to encourage as many demographics as we can. Yeah, so, awesome. Mm. All right. Well, Adam. Thanks so much, Matt. Thanks for coming Good to out. see you. Thanks for no giving problem. us this great food. Enjoyed it. So Thank you. Cheers, Good mate. Good to see you again. That's it, yeah.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Quicksand Food Podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Adam Bantock from Clementine Restaurant in Yass. If you want to find out more about Clementine, you can visit their website, which is clementinerestaurant.com.au. If you want more of these podcasts, you can go to our website, quicksandfood.com slash podcast, and you can get the whole season there, or you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also find us on social media at Quicksand Food on Facebook and Instagram for the latest news. Thanks for listening to this episode and we'll see you again next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.